Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Thank Godzilla, It's Friday. It's Friday, and that means it's Godzilla. My name is William Bibiani. Everybody calls me Bibbs. I'm a critic for The Rap, and I also write for Slash Film, and I do yeah, other things as well. Announce your outlets. So I just did. Find your, find your writing. I finally uh, did that, and you still gave me crap for it. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I was complimenting thank you. you. Oh, thank My you. name is Whitney Seibold. I, uh, I'm also a film critic. I write for Slash Film. Do it a lot. <laughs> sure are. Very prolific over uh, there. Yeah, uh, I just I just sort of knock them out all day. And uh, I'm a big Godzilla fan. I've seen all these movies. Uh, it's uh, a fun revisit. And in fact, this might be a little bit of a first. Because the first time I saw Godzilla Raids again, mm. uh, I saw the English language dub. Oh. Which, uh, the... It's not like Godzilla King of the Monsters, where they completely recut the movie and yeah, shot new footage. It's still basically the same film. It's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much the same. But uh, I hadn't heard the actual actors' voices before. Right. So, so even though, and again, the whole premise of this show is that Whitney and I are going to be reviewing every single movie in the Godzilla series, including the ones that might be considered tangential, but are still technically canon. We're going to do all of them. It's going to take us about a year at this rate. If we keep it going on a weekly basis, we're going to do one every Friday. Uh, and uh, Whitney's seen pretty much all of them. Maybe, all of them, yeah. it, it, Maybe not all of the ancillary stuff we're going to be covering. Not all the ancillary ones. Okay. There's like uh, you There's know, a few... some other giant monsters that I'm yeah. not as familiar we're with. We're eventually going to cover some giant monster movies that Godzilla isn't in, but eventually those monsters will be in Godzilla movies, and yeah. so it's all connected. So we haven't seen everything. Uh, I've actually only seen a smattering of Godzilla films. Mm. Uh, I've seen all of the English language ones uh, and maybe... A half dozen uh, of the originals, okay. so uh, there's going to be a lot, a lot of discovery I'll, on my part. There's a lot, a lot of pleasure waiting ahead, yeah. and, and some pain as well. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the, a couple of the bad ones. Yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> they, they can't all be winners, can they? But God, Godzilla versus Megalon is like special and terrible at the same time. Nice. That, I'm looking forward to it. That's the one with Jet Jaguar in it. We'll talk about Jet Jaguar when. Oh, we get there, we'll talk but... about Jet Jaguar. We'll talk about <laughs> Jet Jaguar forever. <laughs> but. Uh, this is the first time we get Godzilla versus another giant monster. That's right. It's always fun because we, we, we reviewed Gojira, mm. the original Godzilla movie, uh, last week. Uh, the first Godzilla movie is a very serious motion picture. There's yeah, downright there's, somber. Yeah, there are thrills to be had. Certainly it's, it's gigantic and epic and action-packed and there's a lot of that stuff. But no, it's not fun. It's no. Not, no one's supposed to be having a good time. We're supposed to be really thinking about what we've done here. Yeah, the, the original Gojira is is a disaster movie more than anything. Yeah. Uh, the, it, it was before kaiju films were a thing. It was the first one. Yeah. Well, uh, you, there are there are you, you, Yeah. You, you, you can know. you can argue you know like King Kong for instance. King, King Kong you know, beat it by about twenty years. But King Kong, Son of Kong, Beast of Twenty Thousand Fathoms, which yeah. as we mentioned last week was a direct influence on the creation of Gojira. Yeah. Uh, so like there had been other giant monster movies, but my, this is my point. Um, as you watch the early Godzilla movies, it's a little bit like watching the early James Bond movies, yeah, where you see something. Coming to life. Yeah, like if the first couple of James Bond movies, like the pieces are all there, but they're not in the right order yet. Yeah. And like they haven't in 100% cracked the formula. I'm like, Dr. No. Like it'll take them a couple of tries before yeah, they realize this Gold, is this Gold is what this is. Like Goldfinger is yeah. the third James Bond movie, but that's the first James Bond movie. It's the movie, first one where we think of it, what we think of as a James Bond and, movie. And I love From Russia with Love. That's mm. a great movie, but mm. it what James Bond would become is largely codified there. So the first couple of Godzilla movies. They still haven't quite cracked what would become the formula, so we're seeing parts of it coalesce in Godzilla raids again. But we're also going to be seeing a few things that definitely they wouldn't do it this way in the future. And yeah. I'm thinking of one particular huge element of the plot that's very particular. But um, to recap, in Godzilla, or sorry, Gojira, uh. Uh, hydrogen bomb testing had unleashed a monster from the depths of the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, the monster wasn't just a gigantic dinosaur-like creature. It also was powered by atomic Nuclear radiation. Energy, yeah. And that, gave it, that made it more difficult to defeat than just a giant animal. In order to destroy it, they had to use what was called a uh, an oxygen destroyer. Oxygen destroyer. Just want to try uh, that quickly. It, uh, oxygen. Remember the oxygen destroyer. It will be important later. 
not until another continuity, but it'll come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the movie, after a lot of serious discussion about do we have the right to kill Godzilla? Would be better to leave Godzilla alive and study it. What does it mean that we are using a weapon of mass destruction? Is that not perpetuating something? How do we prevent this thing from being used more than once? Lot of serious conversations, lot of uh, drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they killed off Godzilla, killed him off good, just completely yeah, just evaporated. Le- left, boom! Left the skeleton behind yeah. and nothing else. It's yeah. nothing but a nothing but a fine stew, very salty because it's the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, now what? Well, it was a huge hit, made a lot of money. It, in fact, it was. The producers wanted to make a sequel so quickly mm-hmm. that uh, Ishido Honda, who made the original Godzilla, and who did, I think, eight or nine of them, did a lot of Godzilla. He did more. He did more. did a bunch of Godzilla. But he was busy. He was doing another movie. Yeah. He had already moved on to the next thing. His career was moving on. Yeah, no uh, no one thought this was going to spawn yeah, so, dozens of movies. So the producers had to hire somebody new, like, on the quick. Yep. And came up with... Uh, uh, Motoyoshi Oda. Motoyoshi Oda. Who, who had, who's who made a lot of movies. Made a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, did sci-fi films? Did like an Invisible Man riff? This yeah. one might be the only one that made it to the United States. Ah. Uh, Motoyoshi Oda is not a well-known director outside of Japan. Ah. Well-known in Japan. Sure. For some like sci-fi hits, like you said. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just... Yeah. So I'm, I'm completely unfamiliar with his body of work. Yeah. Uh, so the question becomes when you're going to do another Godzilla movie after Godzilla definitively dead. Mm-hmm. What, how do you bring Godzilla back? And their solution is so simple. I don't know if it's elegant, but it's just sort of like kind of bulletproof. Uh-huh. There's another one. There's another one. There's a yeah. se- second Godzilla. It's an animal. There's uh-huh. probably more than one. Boom. Not, Bulletproof. Not, not one Gojira. There's Defy, several. Defy that species, logic. species of animals. So yeah. this Gojira, the second Godzilla, mm-hmm. will presumably be the only one we're going to follow through the end of this particular continuity. At least, yes. Uh, Theoretically, there could be. There's, there could still be more than one. Yeah. They just sort of tap in, in and out. In like future, twins in a yeah. parent trap movie. Oh, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get Rodan and Mothra back together. <laughs> Uh, oh god, I want to watch that date. So bad. <laughs> That's a really freaky Friday. <laughs> Woo! I switched bodies with Anguirus. No one can tell. <laughs> uh, um, they'll bring back the fact that there was a first Godzilla. Yeah. In later movies, they kind of forget about that. They mention it here. They do they, mention they it mention here. They mention it here, but then the fact gone. that there's a Godzilla skeleton on the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. is a fact that they'll forget about for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it won't be until in the second continuity, the Heisei era of Godzilla movies, where it will be revealed that they'll build Mecha Godzilla out of that skeleton. Mm. Like they'll salvage the skeleton and build like a, a robot around it. Because even the bones have still have some hey, energy listen. in it. Why let it go to waste? Yeah. There's a perfectly good Godzilla skeleton down there, my God. Uh, I, I love it when they use, like, the body parts from previous monsters. They did in the most recent Godzilla movie, they too. Did. They did. Uh, yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, the leftover remains of King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. And they were just that, like, well, he can, he, King Ghidorah could psychically control monsters. Maybe his disembodied skull can, too? That, and that's how they built that Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go with that. <laughs> Uh, that, but anyway, that, that new one's like a hoot. I actually that's, really like that. We'll, new one. we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. That's the, as in it, a as year's it, time. As it stands, that's the last one on our yeah. list. Although there are um, more Godzilla movies being produced. yeah, Godzilla raids again. There's another one. Yeah, uh, there's two pilots. Oh, notably, yeah. um, two of the seven samurai are in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we have Takashi Shimura. He comes back. He was in mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah. Uh, he's only briefly in this one. He gives a little bit of exposition. He's mm-hmm. like linking material. Yeah, just sort of like, hey, remember me from last time? Bada yeah. bing. Here I am. I'm in this yeah. one scene. I'll explain. He's the one who explains that uh, the oxygen destroyer can only be used once, mm-hmm. and the inventor wouldn't in- reveal the secret of how it was made, and he died. Yeah, he so, died at the end of the last yeah. movie. He sacrificed so, himself to destroy Godzilla, and with him. Mm-hmm. The secret the of the oxygen of destroyer. So, yeah. so they can't use it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's only in that, like, I think that one scene. I don't think he's in One or two, scenes, yeah. 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 Uh, the other one is uh, Minoru Chiaki, who, um, he, he's like the funny guy. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been, he was in a bunch of Kurosawa's movies, so I <laughs> yes, know this guy was. well. He was in uh, Rashomon. He was in Seven Samurai. He was in Throne of Blood. I think he was in a couple others. Mm-hmm. I think he was in uh, he was in I Live in Fear. Okay. Uh, yeah, a great actor. He's really, he's really, really, really affable, likable. Just mm. a great everyman per, uh, a performer. Yeah, yeah, like you just instantly you like him. And he is best friends with Boring McShirt, who's, <laughs> who's played by Hiroshi Koizumi, uh, who's who's like a very Saturday matinee kind of mm. idol type, and uh, he's he's very clearly the hero of this movie. Right. Uh, so they are. We the movie begins. We are following not Godzilla. We're gonna get to him. Mm. We're following a couple of pilots. Those two guys are pilots. They're best friends. Very. They they flirt very with chummy. He flirts with his girlfriend through the radio while they're flying around. And yeah. uh, they're not they're not military pilots. They actually work for a fishing company. And their job is to fly around the ocean looking for visibly large schools of fish. And then they will tell the boats, hey, there's a giant school of whatever over there. Go catch them fish. Mm. And then the boats would go, thanks. And then they would go catch those fish. However... Which is how it works. Sure, of course, it's fine. It's just, if you were unfamiliar with how it worked, there you go. If you're unfamiliar with the beginning of the movie, too, now you know. If you live on an island nation like Japan, you're going to get most of your food out of the ocean. Fishing is a very big deal. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, at the beginning of the film, uh, Koji has to crash land on a small island. And his best friend has to is that rescue plane, him. plane trouble, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just typical plane trouble. No, he doesn't get shut down, nothing fancy. But he's got to crash land on this island. And now his friend, uh, Sukioka, has to find him, track him down, land, rescue him, take him back. All very normal stuff. Except, oh crap, it's Godzilla. There's a, there's a Godzilla. And, he's, and Godzilla, a bit busy at the moment. Because Godzilla isn't just fucking around on that island, you know, playing solitaire. Godzilla, I, I like to imagine it's like uh, it's like Mortal Kombat or something. He was just told to meet another monster on this island, and that's where you'd fight. <laughs> it's, like, it's like three o'clock high. Yeah, meet, meet me after school on this island. Yeah, we're gonna rumble. Because Godzilla is fighting a monster. Now Godzilla will fight many a monster. Yes. But Godzilla's never fought a monster before. It's always just been mankind versus Godzilla. And now there's like this spoiler element. This other monster. What does the other monster want? Who the fuck knows? He's just a guy. And apparently, he, he picked a fight with Godzilla, which is pretty fucking stupid. Don't, I, don't do all, that. All, every monster thinks they can take down Godzilla. You know, it's, it's like it's like the last, it's like that the old gunfighter who's never been beat, you know? Yeah. Everyone wants to be the one who takes him down, hmm. you know? And so... Yeah. Love to see. So so Godzilla was at the saloon. Yeah. <laughs> drinking Godzilla booze. Drinking just drinking radioactive sludge. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I hear Godzilla's in here. Oh shit. It's just, and it's like and it's every monster's gotta take a crack too, regardless of whether they're like whether they're out of their league or not. You get like Howie Mandel from Monster Under My Bed or whatever the fuck that oh, thing. Oh, it's Monster. called Little Monsters. Yeah, you get Howie Mandel from oh, Little God. Monsters just coming in like, I'm here for you, Godzilla. Funny, and Godzilla's uh, like, rawr. Funny personal relationship with Little Monsters. Did you have the uh, the Scholastic Book Club when you were in school? Yes, with we had the Scholastic Book Club. Of course, club. everybody does, the little catalogs. Yeah. Uh, there I, were catalogs, if you're unfamiliar, there were catalogs of books that you would get like through your school. Mm. They would say like, oh, and you can choose which books you want to buy through the Scholastic Book Club, and then they would bring uh, you the uh, books eventually. And it, Yeah, they deliver them to your school, and I think a cut of the money goes to the school. So yeah. it was helping out with the school as well. Yeah. Um, and it was always, you know... Fun stuff for kids. Books kids should read. Sure. Uh, except in this case, because one of the books I got was the novelization yes. of Little Monsters. Yes. I hadn't seen the movie. It wasn't out yet. Yeah. It was like, came out in advance of the movie. They usually did that. Yeah. yeah. yeah they totally spoiled the movie, like in massive yeah, detail they, in advance. Uh, I, I remember Nobody they cared. I remember they did that with, uh, and there was a lot of secrecy about um, mm. the, the, the Phantom Menace, the Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, And they released the comic book version of it, like, yeah. a month ahead of time. Yeah. So I knew how the movie ended. Dude, George Lucas was talking about the ending of that movie in interviews. Yeah. They, spoilers were not a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I read Little Monsters. Uh, it 
when I was like maybe 10 or 11, it was, yeah. it was still pretty young. And it wouldn't be until I was in high school where I thought, you know, I never actually watched the movie. Mm. And the book could, was better. Yeah, how could it possibly live up to the book? Yeah. It wasn't a book that the movie was based on. It was definitely a novelization. It was a novelization based on Got the it. screenplay. Got and, uh, and but you know, the... The writer has to make the book interesting. Sure, no, it's a job. Add, add a little bit more flavor, make it yeah. into an actual yeah. novel. No, so that's, they, that's a, that's a they cool threw in a lot of extra details yeah. that weren't in the movie. I remember I read, I read the novelization of Terminator 2. There was a lot more stuff in the future. Like okay. Of like uh, John Connor, like walking, like he, he basically like, okay, it's time to send back a Terminator. Um, which one is it? And he had to like walk down the assembly line and they all looked the same, but he knew which one was the right <laughs> one. It was like, that one uh, okay. <laughs> that's the guy <laughs> that's the guy who raised me <laughs> he's just a robot now uh, that's pretty fun yeah it was neat. uh anyway we're off on a tangent we are uh, off on a tangent so godzilla is is just just fighting this guy fight fighting uh anguirus is the name of this monster yeah. uh there there is a it hadn't hasn't been established yet, but eventually there's going to be this established canon mm-hmm. of Toho monsters. Yeah, uh, they each have like their own little seals and mm-hmm. their own mythologies. Uh, Anguirus doesn't have his own movie. No, uh, Anguirus, no a lot of them won't. A lot and of in them fact, won't. Anguirus is described repeatedly in this movie as just a species of ankylosaur. Yeah, this is just a dinosaur. This is basically Godzilla's fight. I think the it's not a is, mutant monster. I think the implication is that it's radioactive because it's giant and bipedal. What happens is... No, it's quadrupedal. It crawls around. But he also walks around, too. He can do both. <laughs> he can do both. There, there, there is a, a, a human actor inside that suit. What, so yeah. what I love about uh, uh, the Godzilla movies, because like after you, you meet one Godzilla, there's no, like, screwing around. If, like, a couple of random guys say they saw a giant monster, yeah. everyone's like, well, come to the classified regions of government. Hmm. Just right now, we we're not gonna we're not gonna screw around. We're gonna make sure we take care of this right now. So they bring him in. I always appreciated that about the Gamera movies. Yeah, because uh, Gamera's always like a little kid. Gamera's a friend to children. So uh, yeah. there's like a little little boy and like a, a little ball cap and it codes. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I talked to Gamera. Okay, well, come into the T- come tell into us the more, room. Kenny. Yeah, come into the room. Come into the war room, Kenny. Yeah, like tell what, us what more is, about Gamera. Yeah, tell us what Gamera wants. And like, I can imagine as a kid that being kind of empowering. Like you see oh, yeah, him. Yeah. I, there's a monster in my closet, and the president's just like, well, "What did the monster want, Kenny? <laughs> 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 tell us more." Like, I totally get that. But here, it makes sense. It's a Godzilla sighting. We're going to take that seriously. This hell, and there was another monster, and so they bring out this old, and it's a real book, an old book of dinosaur illustrations. Um. And they're using it like mugshots. Was it? Was this the monster was you saw? This the monster who's who was attacking Godzilla? Yeah, it was that guy. Um, and they end up pointing to. I think it was. A, I think they added the illustration to the book, but they end up pointing to basically an ankylosaurus. If you're not familiar yeah. with an ankylosaurus, uh, an ankylosaurus is a very large quadrupedal dinosaur, and he's covered in armor and spikes, and he's got a big long tail. With a kind of a club on it. If memory serves, one of the dinosaurs in uh, the Land Before Time mm-hmm. was an ankylosaurus, um, or or something similar. They specifically say, by the way, and I love that because they're trying to like build up this, and they say like, "Oh, it's an ankylosaurus, sometimes called an anguirus." And I'm like, "Yeah, I remember reading about that." <laughs> okay, but they also say, and this is this is them trying to like explain why this is such a big threat to Godzilla. Uh, he is, and I'm quoting the subtitles here, uh, exclusively carnivorous and extremely violent. The Ankylosaurus is a herbivore. Yes. I'm pretty sure they knew that at the time. We're just pulling stuff out of our butt now. But you know what? What what, what are we going to get Godzilla to fight? Well, mm-hmm. going to have him fight another dinosaur type creature. Makes sense. Yeah. Do, do we have him fight another... Tyrannosaurus looking monster? No, that's silly. We, a little, we've little already more got visual variety. Yeah, we wanted yeah. we wanted something more interesting. Well, what's it gonna look like? I don't know. Look at this book of dinosaurs and pick a neat one. Well, this one is covered in armor and spikes. Keep, keep, Badass. We're doing that. Keep in mind, this one was a, a rush job. This movie yeah. was made super quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they even were able to like build a suit for uh, the actor playing Anguirus to crawl around inside of. Yeah, no, and, they, uh, and it's clearly they were working with uh, different materials in a lot of cases. Mm. This is this movie was very made very quick. In fact, uh, 
credit where credit is due. Yeah. Uh, Katsumi Tezuka was the name of the actor who played Angiris, mm. the, the, the guy who was crawling around. And it was uh, Haruo Nakajima, who we didn't credit in our last episode, oh, okay. who played Godzilla. Haruo Nakajima would play Godzilla in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, one thing that's weird about Godzilla fighting Angiris. A lot of uh, movies in which you have a gigantic monster mm-hmm. will use camera effects to make them oh. look gigantic. <laughs> uh, I think Terry Gilliam even talked about this. If you just want to, if you want to get put a giant in your movie, just put the camera low to your low to the ground and film in slow motion, and then just add heavy sound effects, and it'll look like a giant. No one will be able to be any the wiser. When Godzilla fights Angerus. It's in fast motion. Well, they uh, they messed up. They did. Um, I, I, it wasn't the director. And that's not just us saying it. That's like actually no, like a uh, bit of trivia from the film. Yeah, it wasn't they were the, they were gonna film it in slow motion. It was, uh, it's a, supposedly a, they accidentally a, did it in uh, fast motion. Ag uh, Tsuburaya hmm. was, was the special effects technician who did a lot of the Godzilla effects. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there was they made a mistake. They hmm. were trying to do that effect. They're trying hmm. to slow things down and make the monster hmm. seem really big. Yeah. Uh, and they did it the opposite direction by accident. Yeah. And but, the director liked the way it looked so much. Yeah. That he's that like, he fuck just it, said, let's do that. Let's, let's do it in fast motion. So they're kind of like yeah. zipping around. Uh, it it Honestly, looks wrong. <laughs> it looks wrong. It looks, I get that it looks different. Uh-huh. I can appreciate that Mobayashi Oda uh, thought, oh, this looks different. This looks neat. Let's do this. Um, but, and, and again, part of this is there have been so many other Godzilla movies and giant monster movies in Godzilla's Wake. That the our idea visually of what giant creatures look like in movies mm. has been informed by movies that came since. But I can see why they didn't keep doing this. Because <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> really read. And it doesn't give it a lot of dramatic weight. When you move things in fast motion, you, you they, tend to, hill effect, they tend you know, to be yeah. a little silly. It just seems to be like it, it seems as though nothing has has any weight. Mm. Which is wrong when you've got like twenty story monsters duking it out. So, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't quite work. It doesn't quite work. We get a, one really good knockdown dragout fight between Godzilla and Angerus, mm. but it doesn't always look right. Yeah. Uh, also, this is the first time you know Godzilla's fought another monster. Yeah. They that we careful, know of. Well, uh, on film. <laughs> okay. Maybe he didn't do it for the cameras. Yeah. First maybe, ones were maybe. just for me. He's got like a pit fighting career <laughs> before this. Uh, but um, that means the structure isn't like really in place yet. There hasn't been a, a lot of thought given to what kind of showcase they're going to give the fighting. Yeah. So there's... Because like, assume... like Godzilla movies, a lot of them are kind of like Rocky movies where you set up the antagonist mm-hmm. and you build and you build yeah, and they yeah. fight and oh no, Godzilla's on the ropes. And then later on, we're going to come back and Godzilla's going to defeat them. It's all yeah. building up the, to the, yeah, the so, specific physical conflict. So, the, yeah, the final 30 minutes of most Godzilla movies yeah. is like the, the conflict between the two monsters. And yeah. uh, this film doesn't have that yet. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, Godzilla is still the antagonist. Godzilla yeah. won't become the protagonist until uh, the film after uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. So King, Kong, King Kong's still the good guy uh, and Godzilla's yeah. the bad guy in that movie. Yeah, and uh, Angerus is not a good guy. Angerus is just another no, well, and God- destructive monster. And Godzilla is also a destructive monster. Yeah. So uh, they spend a lot of time in this movie hanging out almost in a, like a, a Cameron Crowe kind of a way where people are just <laughs> sitting around having conversations talking about like how they're going to date and things are going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, yeah, this is where like boring McHandsome face just sort of says, "Hey, I I have this attractive young lady, and we're going to yeah. go off and do attractive person things." Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, her dad shows up, and he's uh, he's the he's the head of the fishery. Yeah. So he's you know dating the boss's daughter essentially. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Minoru Chayaki, he's um, he's single, and he's mm. seen as kind of the comic relief guy. Yeah, and no one's really into him, even though he's trying to be flirty with everybody. And there's a really cute, ongoing sort of quasi romance between him and one of the other women who work there, 
where she's constantly, he's constantly talking about, oh, what do women really, really want? And she's telling him, and he's kind of taking notes because it's very obvious she's the one he he really likes. And it's kind of obvious that she really likes him, but they're just a little awkward and they haven't said anything yet. And you just know one of them is going to die. It's going to so, be Minoru Chiaki. Of course it's going to be Minoru yeah. Chiaki, but like, it's still, it's like, ah, melodrama. Um, but here's the deal, though. There was human drama... In Gojira, there was a story of there was a, uh, it was a, a moral conflict. Well, there was a moral conflict, but there was also a love subplot, which we kind of gave short shrift to because the movie kind of gives it short shrift. But there was this whole thing about uh, handsome McShirt, mm. uh, and he's in love with the scientist's <laughs> daughter. And Hiroshi Koizumi is the actor's name. We're I'm, just calling him handsome shirt man. Just saying, his character is just generic handsome guy, mm. uh, and the whole thing is he's in love with the scientist's daughter. And they want to tell him that they want to get married. But it's never a good time because Godzilla always attacks. And I feel like Roland Emmerich would do something like that for, like, comedy. But in Gojira, it's just sad somehow. Here, the rom-com stuff is actually pretty light. Yeah. It's actually got a lot of... um, You call it Cameron Crowe, like, there's just a lot of hanging out. Mm. And And I got more invested... In this group of characters, weirdly enough, even though the movie does feel a little shoddy, I was I cared more about these guys and their love stories than I cared about the love story in the first movie. The first movie, I was much more concerned about the macro story. You know, the mm. themes. What does this mean? What does this mean for Japan? Will we all survive? Here, I'm like, oh no, you two should date. <laughs> it's very sweet. I, I, I got invested. I, I I really liked them, and so seeing them, and again, we stick with them. There's not like we we hang out with the government a little bit, but this is mostly a story about you know just sort of every people mm. dealing with this Godzilla attack or the the new Godzilla attack, and like okay, so we're gonna okay Godzilla's been sighted around here. Well, we're not gonna keep fishing in these waters, so we move up. I, they move up the coast or down the coast. They move away. And then Godzilla has it in for him. Just keeps following him. They realize that they can't destroy Godzilla, but they decide that uh, Godzilla uh, is vulnerable to light. Like, he doesn't like bright light. sensitive, yeah. Which is something that um, was not a thing before. Uh, In fact, I think it kind of contradicts it. It Because in in the... In the first Godzilla movie, he was drawn to land because of the light. Yeah, exactly. It's it's basically... Like a Mothra to a flame. I did it. I did uh, it. You know what? I, I Someone give me credit for not being the one to make that joke. That's all I want. I want one person to give me credit for not making that joke. Thank you. Um, there, you got to remember this is before home video. Not everyone would have even seen Godzilla. Yeah. And their memory might be a little hazy. So they can, it's, they're more likely to get away with shit like that. Um. But it well, does it does keep, reek keep of that this... misery. I didn't see Godzilla get out of the cock of duty car. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the the director of this may not have seen Godzilla. Might not, and, and you know this this was just sort of being passed off. This is just a film they're making. Again, these are just uh, monster movies. Yeah, these aren't yeah. like instant classics the way that we think of them as now. Well, right? and also when it comes to a lot of pop filmmaking and studio filmmaking, uh, mm-hmm. the filmmakers are now paying a lot of extra attention to things like. Interfilm continuity, yeah. films that occur in one film or carry over yeah. into the next. It used to be really? these kinds of movies were considered a little bit more disposable than that. Yeah, and no one yeah. cared. Uh, th- that's why um, you watch those Friday the Thirteenth movies; they don't make any sense. No, there's there's, there's not little... really a myth going on. No, it, it, they're finding it all as they went along, and honestly, that makes it better. I, I always thought so. I yeah. like, yeah, especially it's like, okay, we've definitely sealed things off, and they, oh, nope, it made too much money. What are we gonna do? Well, shit. Uh, we have to be really creative now. All right, he gets struck by lightning, and now he's a zombie, yeah. and we've kind of completely changed the genre. Like, uh, okay, cool. We, we called a film Freddy's Dead, but we want to make another. What do we do? Okay, well, this one takes place in the real world. Yeah, it's like you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's it's half the fun of it, really. Just how do we talk? Oh, we get ourselves out of this one. Um. So anyway, they go up the coast, uh, and in in order to uh, distract Godzilla when it looks like Godzilla is about to attack, uh, you know, they turn off all the lights. They like, you know, they, oh wait, do they turn off the lights or they make everything really bright? I'm trying to remember. Uh, right. They scare them off. They make it bright. They scare yeah. them off. They make it bright. Uh, however, 
while everyone's in lockdown and everything is, you know, air raid sirens going and everything, uh, a chaos element no one could have predicted. There's a prison break. A bunch of prisoners on a bus, they escape, they steal a vehicle, and there's a car chase. And in the middle of the car chase, they run into the power station. The power station blows up, and all the lights go out, and now Godzilla's coming back. <laughs> That's a wonderful bit of randomness. Apparently one of the ideas for this movie was to focus more on the chaos that would result amongst the people while Godzilla attacked and yeah. have more kind of bits like that, like side plots or, or, or sub stories. Um, and that's like the one vestigial remnant of that. Uh, but if for a moment, it does feel like we're in a totally different movie and it's kind of fun <laughs> that the, the wheels have just kind of gone off and we're just doing yeah, this now. It, it becomes really wild when, uh, like, space aliens become part of the story. It's mm -hmm. like, oh... Not in this movie, by the way. Like, no, yeah. no, no. Like, and there are space aliens in future Godzilla movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're concerned about, like, alien conspiracies for a bit. It's like, come on, man. You're, mm. you're putting a hat on a hat that already has two hats on it. It's like... <laughs> Not, not that it's I like the Marvel Cinematic my... Universe after a while. And also, there are gods. And also, uh, when you dream, it's an alternate reality. Yeah, that's the ticket. And that's just the status quo now. That's totally normal. We wonder what the real world looks like now. I don't even care. Um, anyway, Godzilla and Angus, uh, they fight. They fight. And it's the big centerpiece of the movie. The movie's quite short. Mm. A lot of these movies are, are very short. This one's only 81 minutes long. Godzilla fights Angerus, they break a bunch of buildings, it looks very, very cool. It's weird that it's in fast motion, but it's pretty cool. And then Angerus is defeated 46 minutes into this movie, I checked. <laughs> 46 yeah. minutes. Again, this Angerus checks the fuck out. This isn't Godzilla versus Angerus. Uh-huh, they, they clearly. They haven't figured that out yet. No. So this, this is... But uh, I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm like, what's left? Well, you have to dispatch Godzilla. Now. I realize that, but the movie uh -huh. takes a break. Yeah, the and, movie. And this, like, is, this is where the hanging out part comes. It in. comes. It, it becomes way more about the characters, the threat of Godzilla. It's like, it's like God's when Godzilla like killed Angerus in like a fist fight. <laughs> okay. It's like afterwards, Godzilla just sort of sat back and was like smoking a cigarette. And he's like, is it good for you? Oh, wait, no, you're dead. Never mind. <sighs> it's like some super villain origin story. Yeah, like, he's just like, he's, he's just like, he's, he's just chill. You know, he's got it out of his system and he's totally fine. And indeed. You are a vicious bastard and I'm glad you're dead. And like, and like the fishing company's fucked and they have to move again. And now they're up so far north. Everything's frozen. And it looks like, it looks like, uh, the thing, like yeah. everything's just cold and, and isolated. And now they're doing their whole thing. They're fishing. They're looking for fish, telling all the boats, etc. And now when they fly, they fly by an island that looks like it's made up of giant glaciers. And fuck it, there's Godzilla again. That yeah. fucker. Uh, and he's just chilling. In the he's snow, absolutely. He's taking, uh, a, he's taking a leisurely walk. It looks like we're bothering him. <laughs> like, we're the jerks. I, you don't want to bug a Godzilla. I don't where, want to. Do you know where Godzilla sleeps? Wherever he Wherever wants. Wherever he wants, yeah. 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 <laughs> that joke writes itself, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> um, it's weird for me to see Godzilla in the snow. Yeah. Uh, I understand Godzilla lives you know, at the bottom of the ocean. It's not warm down no, there. there's no sunlight down uh, there. So, you know, Godzilla is kind of a shark, kind of amphibian. Mm -hmm. um, He's an amphibian. He's got to be. Uh, well, amphibious, yeah, but... Yeah. Clearly can breathe water and air. Yeah. Uh, so, as I don't usually see amphibians in the snow. Is my point. No, they're not amphibious. Uh, amphibians are not. But I, low temperature. Animals. I would I would argue I would argue that because Godzilla is powered by like nuclear radiation and he has like oh, radioactive got... heat breath, he's probably got a pretty good internal. Oh, absolutely. System. So I think in, he's in fact, fine. It looks of, weird, but yeah. he is fine. In fact, in one of uh, one of the Heisei movies, uh, Godzilla will end up becoming too nuclear 
and it starts glowing yeah. from inside. Like nice. it's just end of you know, it just, it just melt melts yeah. down like a fucking Viking. Anyway, our heroes see Godzilla and they're like, Well, this is our opportunity. We gotta kill Godzilla. Now he's chilling and not bothering anybody. Mm. So they come up with a plan. And their plan is Luca. We're going to send Luca after him, my cat. <laughs> It'll be like that uh, one uh, Feed the Kitty Warner Brothers cartoon. Godzilla will be like, oh, he's so cute. I'm not going to kill anybody anymore. Luca, okay. I'll give you snacks when we're done with this podcast, buddy. I'll give you snacks. Okay. The plan is this. And stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> Godzilla is at the end of a very long canyon. Now, uh, what we and need to and do... He's, and he's located specifically in, like, this uh, bowl shape. Yeah. That's, uh, like, a geographic bowl shape. Yeah. With mountain, a uh, big tall mountain behind him, yeah. tall mountains on either side, but an entryway into this little bowl through a canyon. So we need to get a whole bunch of pilots to fly at a very low altitude through this canyon, fire at a very dangerous target, and then... Pull up immediately and take an incredibly sheer upward trajectory boost that could potentially kill them and kills a lot of them. Uh, if you have seen Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> that's the plot. If you've seen Star Wars, that's the plot minus that last mm. little bit. If you've seen the Damn Busters, also the plot. Um, I think Star Wars. And Top Gun Maverick have some explaining to do. And I think Godzilla Raids Again should be entitled to at least 50% of their profits. <laughs> I think uh, 50% yeah. is very fair under the circumstances. Didn't the Damn Busters predate this one? This is I, 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 I'm not giving that. I'm not. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. Here's the difference Godzilla is sci fi, Damn Busters is not. Boom, Star Wars owes us money. There's a sheer, uh, uh, like 180 degree. Yeah, I got a aerial fly, fly yeah. practically straight up into the sky to yeah. avoid hitting the mountain. That's yeah. Top Gun Maverick. It's Top Gun Maverick. Fifty percent of their profits. Gross. Uh, not net. Net is a fantasy. <laughs> I I had seen uh, Godzilla raids again before. I didn't put that together when I saw Top Gun Maverick. It had uh, been a second. Yeah. Like this is the exact it now, it's same like, thing. It's the same uh, fucking plot. And. The, the addition to Godzilla Raids again is uh, our, our hero uh, continues to fly around this sort of canyon yeah. and fires missile, uh, figures out that uh, Godzilla can be buried yeah. in snow. So he essentially fires missiles at the mountainside and causes an avalanche. And yeah, they have to keep doing Godzilla it over and over again. So pass after pass. In order and, to keep Godzilla there uh, to prevent him from escaping, because he can just walk out. Yeah. Uh, what they do is they take a whole bunch of barrels... Mm. And light them on fire. Because if there's one thing we know about Godzilla, he's terrified of fire. And then they get a, a really big monkey to <laughs> that, throw the barrels. That's, that's later. That's later. We'll do that later. No, but regardless... That's just the video game Donkey Kong. But regardless... Yeah, like, Godzilla isn't afraid of a trash can fire. We've established this. He's fine. <laughs> I can walk through power wires, but oh fuck, a barrel! Yeah. This is also the big sequence where uh, our our wonderful hero uh, Minoru Chiaki dies because yeah. he died. He dies heroically. You know, he dies saving the day. One does isn't like the last one or anything like that, but he dies, and everyone's like, "Oh, we got to do it for him," and so they do it for him, and they bury Godzilla in ice, which is a much more convenient way to kill him because he could just crawl out of there later whenever we feel like it. And then that's the end of the movie. Yep. 81 minutes in and out. Tightly constructed. It, and we, still, has still, still has some it. padding. Yeah. It's impressive. How do you have padding with 81 minutes? They found a way. <laughs> they found a way. Whitney, what are your thoughts on Godzilla Raids again? Uh, it's, it's shabby. It, yeah, it, it's very it's certainly a cheap afterthought kind of movie yeah it feels it does feel kind of slapped together uh it doesn't highlight the monster fights godzilla mm. has a little less of a personality in this one yeah uh he does he is starting uh godzilla to emerge as a character yeah well once, once you have but, uh, him interacting with other like creatures his size mm -hmm. We start viewing him more as... Presenting more human qualities. Well, or at least as, even just as more of an animal than mm. like this unthinkable destructive force. Yeah. Because now there's someone who can like look him eye to eye. 
and we mm. see how he would respond to another creature. And yeah, he's he's a fighter. You know, he's a mm. he's a palooka. <laughs> you know, just like cut me, Mothra. We <laughs> back in there, and like Mothra, like cuts his eye. <laughs> Gotta cut my eye, Mothra. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but like you okay, know, your skin is indestructible. <laughs> King Ghidorah to do it. Um, <laughs> but um, but regardless, yeah, this is the first sign of Godzilla as a creature we can sort of... I, I think it would be a stretch maybe to say we empathize with him or anything like that, but we recognize a character. Here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the film is very careful to stage Godzilla as a monster, mm-hmm. something, you know, a destructive force that we don't want near us. Uh they're clearly not thinking this out. You know, this the idea that Godzilla would be afraid of a flaming barrel, or or that Godzilla would just sort of stay still while being buried in ice mm-hmm. when he's full of nuclear fire. Like, yeah, you can breathe. <sighs> if you yeah. breathe, you're getting out of here, buddy. I don't know what. You're... So it, it's yeah. Clearly, these are a lot of the Godzilla movies are meant to be mm-hmm. Saturday matinees. Yeah, they're they're. Cheapy entertainments. They're not heady things. They're not a, you know, very hefty on mythology. It's kind of what I admire about a lot of these movies. Yeah. I'm going to say this right and, now. Uh, my, my theory about that ending is I was just thinking about it. Uh-huh. Because you're right. I'm right and you're right. I'm right that Godzilla wouldn't be afraid of a trash can fire. And you're right that burying him under ice is ridiculous. He mm. could breathe his way out of there. I have a theory. Uh-huh. Godzilla faked his own death. I think Godzilla was just bored. It's I think like, Godzilla didn't want to deal with this crap anymore. Mm. He was just like, listen, I could destroy you with my radioactive breath all day. And he kills a lot of them. I'm bored. You don't like me around. I don't like being around. So I'm just going to let you think you won. I'm going to like, you know, like, it's, it's like, that, I think you should leave sketch. There's too much shit on me. <laughs> I don't want to be around anymore. No, no. It's like, it's just like, uh, you know, like some like, nerdy kid is like trying to pick a fight with you and you're just like oh oh you got me oh my one weakness being yeah. punched lightly in the arm oh <laughs> god well well done kid i guess you're the top dog now i'm gonna go nurse my wounds and that's kind of what godzilla's doing he's just like waiting there under the ice are they gone yet are they gone yet okay. Oh! finally okay and he Jeez. goes back to the saloon <laughs> No, it, it's, everyone's it's, like, "Hey, what happened to Angerus? Um He had a phone call. So it, he's it, busy. It, the movie feels thrown off. It, mm. it, it was thrown off, and it feels like it. There wasn't a lot of thought that went into this one. It's really weirdly paced. Mm-hmm. There's all this like padding in the middle with the human characters that uh, I, I like it, I, but I it's, it's padding. Like it, but it's yeah. padding. I, I I like the characters, and think mm. that's why I'm really forgiving of it because. Uh, We'll see this, and, and again, I haven't seen all of them, but I know that there are future Godzilla movies where the human characters are just boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to be boring. You don't want to be too much of a distraction, but you don't want to be boring as fuck. You want to at least care if they live or die. Yeah. And I think they do just enough here. They got a good cast. Mm-hmm. The cast is really, really good. They're making the shit work. Um, and I and I think it works, and I'm totally fine with it. I'm totally fine with the human cast in this movie. Um. I think the pacing is off because they killed Angaris too soon. Yeah. Um, I think they didn't really think out the plot terribly well. Um, but what I honestly, what I'm most interested in is um, there's a certain kind of blockbuster sequel um, that seems desperate to throw off all of the artistic ambitions of the original. Okay. And I look at, and they can be fun. But sometimes they're an immediate about face from everything in the previous film. I think the classic example of this is Rambo First Blood Part 2. Oh, okay. Uh, First Blood, if you've never actually seen it, uh, Sylvester Stallone plays John Rambo. He's a Vietnam veteran, and he's come home from the war, and he's got a lot of baggage. He's dealing with a lot of trauma. And he's just trying to drift from town to town, get his shit together, visit old friends if they're still alive. He is accosted by a local corrupt police department, and they arrest him for no reason. Mm-hmm. They don't they, like they don't take kindly to drifters. In yeah, this they, they, and they don't and they don't like Vietnam vets either, which is weird. But uh, they they arrest him, they physically hurt him, and 
he snaps and he starts reliving everything he went through in Vietnam and he escapes he attacks some people they try to hunt him down in the in the woods but they don't realize what they're up against they're just a bunch of like weekend warriors who have heard of guns and he's like can kill them all with a stick uh and the whole thing is about how the vietnam war was an incredibly traumatizing politically complicated war and a lot of the people who went there didn't come back the same and they weren't treated very well when they came back there was something on the movie's mind mm-hmm. rambo first blood part two is about, about the opposite of it's that kind of about the opposite of that like if you squint you can kind of see like a, a, maybe a noble intention of like trying to like give our the veterans like a victory after all the crap they went through but what it basically amounts to is Rambo's the greatest hero we've got and so we got to send him as a one man army back into Vietnam in order to rescue some POWs and it's like that's not the point at all this one doesn't like contradict the point of Godzilla it just doesn't have a point like it really isn't about like much. Like the first they, one was about a lot. If and they skipped straight from this one to King Kong versus Godzilla, that would yeah. feel more like a, a really a big about face. Yeah, that's a much because uh, King Kong versus Godzilla is in color. It's about yeah. sort of more giant monsters and monster mayhem. Yeah, it's tapping into you know King Kong is a different kind of monster that we're, we're going to see. Um, it's clearly not a tragedy. That's like yeah. finally just sort of embracing the series as monster mayhem. Right. Uh, Here, there's there's an element of tragedy. You know, a character dies and they're supposed to feel really bad about mm-hmm. it. We're like humanizing all of these people whose lives are being repeatedly uh, uh, uprooted it, by Godzilla. It's the From Russia with Love. Yeah. Basically, like the pieces are getting there, but they're not all in place. And you know what? I think it kind of works. I actually quite quite enjoyed watching it. But it is weird to go from Gojira, which is a very heady motion picture with a lot of big ideas and ideas that it tries to explore. And I think it does a noble job of it, but it doesn't always have the answers because the the questions are that big. And this one's more about, oh, Godzilla's back. Mm. Ah, shit. We lost, we don't have an oxygen store anymore. Ah. Oh, no, he's fighting that guy. Oh, well, at least that guy's dead. Hmm. Oh, there's Godzilla. Let's get him. And then they get Godzilla. And then we lose one of our cool guys. And we're like, no, cool guy. All right, we'll shoot Godzilla some more. Yeah. <laughs> now you're cold. The end. Um, I know there's probably a little bit more to it than that. But just when you... The the the, the, the major shift in tone yeah. and sort of uh, thematic ambition is really striking when you watch them back to back. Uh, but I had a good time. I, I I like this movie. It's, it's it moves it's pretty fine. quick. It's, it's not yeah. one of my favorites. I but I enjoyed watching it, and that's certainly something. Um, next time on Thank Godzilla, it's Friday. Godzilla's back, and he's Gojira again. But now he's American. Um, when uh, yeah, when it was Godzilla was a big hit in Japan, yeah. and uh, I forgot the name of the American district. I forgot studio distributed in, in the United States. Oh, I'll check. Uh, American distributor wanted to, to bring it to the U.S., but mm. uh, I think the fear was that it was simply too Japanese mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's in Japanese, and they didn't yeah. want to dub the whole thing. They they decided they needed to uh, have an American actor at in the heart of it. Yeah, so they, uh, so they shot hired, some new footage yeah. with a, a pretty well-known actor, Raymond Burr. Mm-hmm. And, and I love Raymond Burr. He's actually yeah. a very good actor. Yeah. Um, you might remember him from Rear Window. Well, I remember from Perry Mason. Okay, everyone uh, remembers from Perry Mason, but he was also in Rear Window. I, I, I Perry, watched Perry, Perry Mason with my mom. Uh, there were re- yeah. Perry Mason reruns were on all the time. Yeah, uh, but if you haven't seen Perry Mason, by the way, really seek it out. It's like yeah. the original uh, one. Man, there's a new one out right now. Uh, the, yeah, there's yeah. a new uh, sort of ultra-violent version, from what I understand. Um, base, I think that one's based more closely on the books, the Perry Mason novels. Yeah, but yeah, the Perry Mason TV show from the 1950s is really excellent. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they shot a bunch of a uh, uh, new footage. Uh, uh, Terry O. Morse uh, directed uh, the U.S. footage for Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about that in great detail uh, next time. It's a very different film in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but, uh, it, and and that tradition, thankfully short-lived, 
of taking a Godzilla movie and changing it a lot when it came to America, it, it did continue with Godzilla Rays again. Mm. And indeed, when this was originally released uh, in America, it was called Gigantus the Fire Monster. That's right. Uh, and it was that a, was Anguirus. And it was a double feature with teenagers from outer space. <laughs> Told y'all. <laughs> yeah. Teenagers from Outer Space is a very bad, low-budget sci-fi movie mm. uh, that was eventually lampooned in one of the better MST3K episodes. Um, and, and Godzilla had an MST3K episode as well, and we're going to talk about that at some point. I think Godzilla had more than one. At least had uh, Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. Yeah, uh, a.k.a. Empire of the Horror of the Deep. Yeah. Um, yeah, Godzilla fights a giant lobster. When they did it on Mystery yeah. Science Theater, though, they made sure to get the dubbed versions, which yeah. were, uh, you know, the, the dialogue was a little sillier. Yeah, the, there was, dubbed movies were, in America, less care was done for yeah. a long time. Um, but, uh, so yeah, Godzilla, Godzilla raided again, and it was a good time. If you want to listen <laughs> Me? to the next episode of Thank Godzilla, It's Friday, if you're listening to this on the main feed, uh, we release episodes every single week on Friday. Mm. However, we release them one week early on the Patreon page. So, if you're listening to this on the Patreon page, you'll have, you'll, have, you'll have to wait for the next episode. But if you're listening to this on the main page, our discussion of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is already there right now. Yeah. And that's even just for $1, you get the show ad-free, and you get the Godzilla episodes a week early. Also, we have a lot of other stuff on the Patreon page. We have podcasts dedicated to every single movie ever nominated for Best Picture. We have podcasts dedicated to every single movie ever nominated for Best International Feature. We have podcasts dedicated to every single movie, sorry, every single episode, sorry, of Star Trek. And a lot of those podcasts were very, very deep into them. So if you sign up, you have a big back catalog to explore. We hope you're enjoying it. Thank you to all of our patrons, without whom this show and all of our other shows could not exist. Yep. You mean the world to us. If you want to talk about anything we discussed in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our email address is letters at criticallyacclaimed.net. We also have a P.O. Box, if you prefer to write in the old-fashioned way. Whitney, what is our P.O. Yeah, box? Send us a physical letter to P.O. Box 641565, Los Angeles, California, 90064. Yeah, uh, we'd love to hear from you, and feel free to talk about anything we discussed here or anything else you want us to talk about. We might read your email on We've Got Mail. We're also on Twitter, at Critic Acclaim. I am at William Bibiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. And after last episode, we had a request, and it was a really good idea, uh, from one of our patrons, uh, to release a list of the films we're planning to review mm -hmm. in order for the people who want to follow along with us. Because, again, we're not just doing the most obvious Godzilla movies. We are going to be doing some movies that might not seem like they fit into Godzilla, but are technically part of the canon. So, if you want to follow along, I have released on my Letterboxd page, you can just search for my name, uh, a list of all the movies that we're planning to cover. This list is subject to change. If we discover that a movie we were planning to review doesn't connect in some way, like we were misinformed, or if we discover the existence of a film that we had somehow missed uh, that was part of the Godzilla canon, we would add to it. But all of the films that we're planning to cover, and as of now, there are 52, a whole year's worth. You can see the entire list as we have currently planned it, on my Letterboxd page, so you can head on over to that and just search for my name. Um, I think that's it. That's it. All right, so uh, thank you, everybody, once again. Uh, and uh, never forget... RAR! Never forget RAR. RAR, I say, RAR. RAR! <laughs>